Good morning. Gospel today is from the sixth chapter of John. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from the heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of our Lord. that is more welcoming than what I'm feeling right now. Um, just seeing all of you, it was really good to be away. It is so good uh, to be back together. And um, I just feel so grateful. There were so many things that had to happen to make this all work. And that meant each and every one of you showing up in a different way, in a new way. And um, there's just trust and love, and um, it's just good, and I'm so grateful, and I'm happy, happy to see you. I look forward to catching up and sharing stories um, and also just joining back in the mix for all that's ahead of Mount Olivet. Um, so with all that today, God's love and grace and peace to you. I got the hiccups. Well, I was leading a staff meeting a couple years ago, and Debbie Ryan, the former director of the Child Learning Center, randomly spoke up, Beth, what did you have for dinner last night? Now, I was like, that is a really strange question to ask me, and I actually had to think about, what did I have for dinner last night? which took my mind off of my overly active diaphragm, and amazingly, my hiccups ceased. Give it a try the next time you have the hiccups. Speaking of what you ate for dinner last night, here we are in John's Gospel, chapter 6, and Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Jesus as bread, and not just bread, but living bread from heaven. Of all the things that Jesus could be known for, he chooses something so regular, so accessible, and then he says, 
It's living. It's alive. And it is from God. As my sabbatical began in mid-May, I traveled to Gloucester, Massachusetts, a small town on the rocky Massachusetts coast. It is the home of Gordon Seafood Company, those fish sticks, and also where the show Wicked Tuna is filmed. You will also find Eastern Point Retreat House. The Catholic Church owns this incredible property. It includes miles of shoreline on the rocky coast. And this retreat center is nestled near the water on an expansive lawn that leads to these rugged beach areas filled with huge boulders, almost too high to climb, that look out to the vastness of the Atlantic Ocean and the daily office space of tuna and lobster catchers. When I arrived, I settled into my little room and I rocked around the building and the grounds to get a lay of the land. And as I ventured around, I noticed that windows had been placed in the stairwells and attached to the sash of each of the windows hung a glass prism. So tiny little rainbows of color danced along the steps and walls as I walked up and down. It is quite particular, I thought, first to design a building with windows in the stairwells. It would be more practical and cost effective to have windows in a grander place, like in the front entrance or in the back of the building to showcase the ocean view. And secondly, why place little prisms in each of the windows? Is that really necessary? My week there was completely silent. No talking, with one exception. I was able to meet with a spiritual director for 40 minutes each day. So I shared with my director, Sister Janelle, my observation of the indulgent architecture placing windows in the stairwells and prisms hanging from each one. Sister Janelle listened intently, and then she slowly spoke. Beth, I never really have considered the windows or the prisms there, but you know prisms are meant to reflat, refract the light, the divine light of each day. Maybe this is your reminder that God is with you here. Her voice was both unassuming and confident. There was no doubt in Sister Janelle that those colorful bits of light were evidence of God's daily presence, daily bread from heaven, a gift given to nourish and fill me. So little rainbows of light were there as I trudged up and down the steps each day to remind me that God was showing up not only in the grand and marvelous views of that place, but also in the quiet rhythms and steps of each day. It was living light and something I could not make happen on my own. It came freely and abundantly. It was simple, 
and amazing. Dear Mount Olivet, there are no grand plans to leap beyond this pandemic life we are still living as we gather back this fall. We had hoped masks and safe practices would be in the rearview mirror, but we need to continue to adjust to the needs of today. And we do this as a community, step by step. The future is unpredictable and we are weary. While we don't have shortcuts to skip the hard part, we do have a living word and a gospel that tells us again and again that Jesus, God in flesh, is here with us in this world. Living bread given to nourish our bodies and spirits so we can press on. It is the promise God the creator is interested in this life, in this moment, as we climb up and down the stairwells of daily life. The continued hard and needed work of racial equity, calling a new pastor, the transitions that you're experiencing as families, health challenges, the heaviness of life that we all feel. Work that seems like too much. Living bread is promised to us each day. It doesn't seem enough though, does it? It's risky when you live day by day. And yet once again, this is how God chooses to be made known, to satisfy a need that no human can escape. We need to be fed. And we need to know that what we need to be healthy and whole matters to God. No wonder the Jewish leaders in this reading are confused when Jesus says, eat my flesh and you will live. It's really odd and offensive, actually, to consider taking, on the flesh, taking in the fleshiness of God. And really, wouldn't the divine prefer to stay at a distance rather than come close to the never-ending needs of this world? Interestingly, in John's Gospel, there is no Last Supper. Instead, the night before Jesus' death, he gathers his disciples and he washes their feet. So the reference to eating in this gospel is the feeding of the 5,000, where a huge crowd follows Jesus to the middle of nowhere. Evening comes, as you know, quickly, and there's no dinner plans available for these people. So Jesus gathers whatever provisions are there to fish, five loaves of bread, blesses and distributes them, and everyone eats. Feeding people becomes the divine miracle. With enough to fill each belly and 12 baskets of broken pieces as leftovers. The problem, however, is that people will be hungry again tomorrow. It's not a fix it all today kind of miracle. It's a daily act of faith to provide in the moment, to take what is already there and trust that it is living enough to be enough for everyone. Imagine if you were seated in the back row that day, watching Jesus distribute something so small. Somehow, not only do you have to trust Jesus, but you have to trust the person next to you and in front of you that they won't take it all. 
they too will take what they need and give the rest away. That is living bread. Trusting God and your neighbor. You will receive what you need, and then you are meant to extend that gift to the next person. It's not transactional, it's relational. It's the life of faith we are called to live. There is something about the faith of Sister Janelle that changed me. There was no question for her that little prisms and stairwell windows were there to help me notice that the living God was there with me on retreat. There was no doubt in her mind that flickering fragments of color came from the divine light of the sun that has chosen to rise and set since the beginning of time. She was there to make the living God known to me. And I was called to receive the gift and then in some way help someone else see the living bread in their life. It is in the sharing that the living happens. So why do we doubt? Why do we search for quick fixes, take life into our own hands and hoard our abundance? Because we're human, because it's easier to trust when we have evidence of the security around us. But when we live inward, we miss all that is around us and we end up living alone rather than together. I don't have all the answers on all of it, but I do know that we need each other as we make our way. I needed Sister Janelle to remind me of the living bread that comes down from heaven can be as close as a stairwell. And I need you as we make our way, as Mount Olivet's story continues to be written, as we show up for each other and all that we encounter in the days and months ahead. So the next time you get hiccups, or you're anxious about how life will unfold this fall, or even what may happen tomorrow. Ask yourself, what did you have for dinner last night? What is the living bread from heaven that fed you yesterday? Because when we can notice and name living bread today, we learn to trust that living bread will also come tomorrow to receive and to share. Let it be so, and you can be sure, I now have a prism hanging from my window.